Hello, folks. Welcome once again to another edition of Who's Behind That Voice? Volunteer Spotlight here on Radio Talking Book. This is the show where we get to know our volunteers better, those voices you hear every week on Radio Talking Book. Today, we're happy to have Marilee Kelly with us. You hear her voice every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m., repeated again at 10 p.m. She reads the senior summary for us. Marilee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us about yourself, about your background. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And how did you come to be in Omaha? I uh, was born in New Jersey, grew up in Webster Groves, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. And my husband dragged me here when we got married, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to Omaha where there are cow plops in the street. That's right. And so a friend of mine said, well, do they have Coke? And I said, I think so. And she said, TV? And I I said, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so, we have TV here, and you no longer have to crank the phones right. to make a phone call. <laughs> right. So. so we've been here 45 years. And soon we're moving to Vermont. Did you say that you were born in New Jersey? I was. And how long were you there? Not very long, three years. So you said you grew up in Missouri? I did. Did you go to school there? I did. All right. And uh, did you go to college in Missouri as well? I did. I I graduated from Washington University in St. Louis. What did you go to college for? What did you study? I uh, got a bachelor's in speech and hearing and a master's in early childhood education. So I have taught deaf and hard of hearing kids, or I did for 40 years, yeah. Interesting. So you probably know a lot about audiology then. I know a little, yeah. Is it true that as you get older, the higher frequencies of your hearing go first? Yes, it is. A lot of older people have that dip at about 4,000 hertz and... Six and 8,000 hertz, even people who have pretty good hearing have that dip. What age does that generally tend to start manifesting uh, itself? Uh, maybe 50. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm 47 now. I've got three more years to hear Becca's beautiful voice. No, no, no. You before. will not be deaf. <laughs> so you have you worked with deaf children then a lot? You said you said early education, so I assume that that involves working with deaf or, and, and uh, I don't know if the term now is hard of hearing or hearing impaired. I think they say deaf and hard of hearing. Okay, to, so you've worked with those kids then? Uh, preschool deaf and hard of hearing kids for 30 plus years. I said 40, but that was a lie. It was <laughs> <laughs> 30 plus years. And we taught them to talk and we did not use sign language and to use their uh, what residual hearing they did have. Very interesting. That was going to be my next question was I was going to ask if you knew sign language. I know everyone does. Yeah. But um, we felt that uh, if they got an early start and had good amplification, meaning hearing aids or cochlear implants, that it's just easier for them as adults educationally and vocationally. So we uh, taught them how to talk and how to understand when spoken to. Fascinating. So tell me some of the places you worked. I have worked at two uh, places in St. Louis, uh, Central Institute for the Deaf and St. Joseph Institute for the Deaf. And my career in Omaha was at the Omaha Hearing School for Children. The Omaha Hearing School for Children. I'm trying to think of, because we used to call it, when I was growing up, we used to call it the School for the Deaf. Yeah, that that's be? not the same one. Okay, so it's different. Yeah, then. and it's no longer, but it was um, on the corner of Western and 66th, and it was just a preschool, a kindergarten. I'll be darned. 
So tell me about some of your experiences working there. The, our listeners are mostly blind and visually impaired. We may, I'm sure we have some crossover that have some hearing loss, but they would be fascinated to know about some of the, your time working with the kids. Um, well, I, I think the main thing that people don't realize is that um, I, what we did was teach them language. And that's why I've always been fascinated by language and literature. So we had to know a lot about language development and mm-hmm. the steps. And so we um, would take a kid where they were and then teach them the next steps in language development. They were perfectly normal kids, except that they couldn't hear. Sure. Um, and cochlear implants have made an incredible difference in the lives of Although what people don't realize is that after you get a cochlear implant, there still has to be some training. It's not like they do the surgery and you're good. Yep. You have to learn how to listen again. I've heard that. I've heard it's basically like trying to learn how to use a muscle again. There you go. So. Yeah. Tell me what your greatest memory was or is of working with the kids. <laughs> The greatest memories are the things that were misunderstood by the kids. I had one little boy who always came to school with terribly, terribly chapped lips. And his mother wasn't the nicest lady in the Uh world. And uh, Jordan went home one day and said, Merrily put vast... Put gasoline all over our lips. Well, she called <laughs> called the school, and she was outraged that I would do that. I put Vaseline on his lips. Um, just the misunderstandings sure. that kids had were really, really funny. What is, based on your understanding, because you, you certainly have insights into it, what was the most frustrating aspect of your job? Hmm. Um, I think it was the kids who had more than hearing impairment, um, kids who had learning difficulties as well, and trying to reach them and teach them language when there were all sorts of pathways that were blocked for them. You mentioned your husband brought you here to Omaha. Tell me his name and, and how you met him. His name is Bill, and he was a researcher at Central Institute for the Deaf in St. Louis, and I worked at the school, and so we met there. He uh, was invited to research at Boys Town National Research Hospital, and uh, Uh so that's when we moved. Does he work at, or did he work at Boys Town? He did. He worked both at the campus out west and downtown on 30th. So you've lived, you said you lived in Omaha for 45 years. We did. We have. Do you have uh, any kids? Yes, I have. Tell us about your kids. I'd love to. I have two boys. Uh, my older son is a, a college professor in Burlington, Vermont at Champlain College, and he has three great kids and a great wife. And my younger son and his family just moved to New Hampshire. He's a lawyer, and she uh, is working at Dartmouth. Wow, so you must be really proud. Well, sometimes. <laughs> you have grandkids? I do. Tell me about them. I, um, I'm lucky enough to have three, four uh, grandsons, uh, 
and one, finally, after all these boys, one granddaughter. Now, here's the the money question I always ask Uh is, do you have any pets? Oh, yes, we have. Oh, good. Yeah, and she's great. She is a 90-pound Bernice Mountain Dog. Holy cow, 90 pounds, huh? Yeah, she's a great dog. She was a horrible puppy, but she has turned into a great dog. What's her name? Her name is Sadie. Sadie, aw. We also call her sister because uh, my granddaughter was born at the same time we got Sadie as a puppy. And my son said, oh, Mom, you got two granddaughters. And I said, she is not my granddaughter. She is your sister. And so we always call her sister, too. (laughs) So you're retired now, it sounds like. I am. How long have you been retired? Oh, well, after I... Uh, Well, the hearing school closed, so I sort of uh, was retired from there, and I worked part-time at Pottery Barn for about 10 years after that, just for something to do, Uh and it was great. What hobbies do you have? What what fills your time now that you're not working, besides your family? Right. Well, obviously, I love to read. It's my great escape. I love to quilt. I love to garden. I serve Meals on Wheels, and I read for Radio Talking Book. I'll be darned, you uh, serve Meals on Wheels, huh? You know, we do that menu every morning during our, our break. It's uh, a during... great service to these and lovely, lovely people that <clears throat> you meet as you give them lunch. So tell me what kind of stuff you enjoy reading. I Well, I, I love mysteries. I love English mysteries. I love um, some authors like uh, Louise Penny and William Ken Kruger and C.J. Box. C.J. Box. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. And, and William Kent Kruger, I've, I've read a few of his, the Cork O'Connor books. Right, right. right. Yeah, those are fun. Have you read Louise Penny? I have not, but we just had a volunteer finish a Louise Penny book oh, that we ran. You've got to so. read those, starting, but do it in order. I will. And quilting, do you uh, enter any kind of contests for quilting or exhibitions, no. or is it just... No. For your edification. It's it's just to do it and to do something that's a little bit creative. I'm not particularly creative, right. but uh, I love fabric, and I just give all my um, quilts away. So tell me, the, the big question, of course, how did you come to be at Radio Talking Book? I don't. I don't remember that, and I don't even remember how long ago it was. My big, my big fear was that you'd say, "Well, how long have you been doing this?" It's been that quite a while. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah, I, but a lot of them honestly can't remember. They know it's been oh, like they'll say at least fifteen years. Or, I. That's know. what I would say. At least it was still when Sybil was here. Uh, you know, the volunteer coordinator, yep, Sybil Mahan. Yeah, yeah, she was great. <laughs> Was funny. was Paul Stebbins here yes. when you got here? Okay, yes. so it would have been at least 2006, maybe after. Yeah. When you started, what did you uh, read for us when you first got here? Oh, I think I read names in the news, and then I said to you or to somebody, I said, if I read about Lindsay Lohan one more time, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so then I read sports because I like sports, and my grandchildren like sports. And then I read... What have I read? Oh, sometimes you wrote me into uh, the store ads. Oh, we love having you do the store ads oh, just yeah, as much I... as we know you love doing them. Yeah. <laughs> and health and wellness, I guess. I have to tell the folks listening that whenever I ask Marilee to sub on the grocery ads, she says, I have bad news, Ryan. I can do it. <laughs> I do. 
<laughs> I'm really sorry. I apologize now for that. I go, did I read no, about No, you know, we appreciate your honesty. We, <laughs> we, we really are thankful that you take one for the team. Of course, the guy we have doing them now, he loves the grocery ads. Bless He's his heart. very enthusiastic. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're excited. But, you know, I think... When you got here, it had to be uh, before I was here because it, it, it wasn't was. called names in the news. By the time I got here, I think we were calling it for your information. Right. So we'd gotten rid of it per your request. Oh, that man. Point. That was painful for a while there. It was Lindsay Lohan every week. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No one should have to endure that. So, so you like sports. Do you have a, a particular favorite sport? I like football a lot. Are you a Cornhusker fan? You bet. Oh, good answer, Marilee. Good answer. Go Big Red, even during the dark years, like right now. Right. right? Well, when I, whoops, when I first uh, moved here, I thought, oh, my God, what is this craze that these people in Nebraska have? And now <laughs> I'm one of them. So you like football. Do you have a professional team? Uh, football, no. I like college football way better okay, than good. professional. Okay, yeah. good, um, A lot of people here in Nebraska are like that. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But. And St. Louis Cardinals, of course, are always the baseball team for well, me. Well, Michael, the guy reading the grocery ads, will be glad to hear it. Yeah. So he says the Cardinals are the best team God ever created. All my life I've so, been a Cardinal fan. A Cardinals fan, huh? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'm a Cubs fan, a casual Cubs fan, but I'll, I'll forgive you. Anyway. I hate the Cubs. I know. A lot of people do, <laughs> even after we won the World Series. I hate Series. them. <laughs> so. Well, Marilee, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today and getting to know you better. Um, you're going to be leaving us soon. That is, physically, you're going to Vermont. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, since my both my children are in the Northeast, we decided to move there to be closer to them. And we'll be moving there in September, but I... Uh, Ryan says, I can still read remotely. We're delighted uh, that you're not going to be leaving us. You're, you're already recording remotely anyway, so all you're going to do is change locations. That's but right. our listeners will still still hear you do Senior Summary every Thursday on okay. Radio Talking Book. Okay. So we're excited. My pleasure. Um, last question for you. If there's a message you could deliver to the listeners at Radio Talking Book, what would it be? Uh, my message is I am so glad that I can provide information, sometimes a laugh, um, but mainly that you continue growing and uh, learning. And I'm, it's my pleasure to do that for you. Well, it's our pleasure to listen to you every week, Marilee, and you're a delight to talk to. Thank you so much for all you've done for Radio Talking Book, and thanks for being here today. You're welcome. This is Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice? Our guest, Marilee Kelly on Radio Talking Book. This is Rhino. Thanks so much for listening, and please stay tuned for our next program. Bye-bye, folks.